time for the Greg Campy Show, presented by RJ's Pub. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have everybody with us here today on a holiday camp. People putting in uh, extra time, I guess, on a holiday. Yeah, I didn't realize it was till they told me, so I'm still lost in what happened Friday night. Yeah, and uh, we, we certainly, we, uh, we, will, we will get into oh, I that. I thought we weren't going to talk about no, it. No, okay, well, we'll, we'll move on, Cam. Uh, <laughs> who's your favorite president? 248. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want to get into that either. <laughs> we, we did that once at the NCAA tournament. I remember that. Oh. Uh, that, that, was, that was a pretty funny uh, that's a pretty funny bit. Uh, but you can get involved in the show. As always, tweet your questions to the hashtag AskCampy. We will ask those as the night rolls on. So it's something you want. You got something you wondered about? Uh, go ahead and fire away, and we will get to that as the show goes on. Uh, we'll be joined by Colin Shannon, the Director of Operations for the Golden Grizzlies Men's Basketball Program. Lots of cool stuff we can talk to about Colin, about how you get 22 people into different countries and across airports and all over the country and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but, Camp, yeah, I mean, uh, let, let's get into it. Uh, Wednesday night, win over IUPUI. Uh, things did not go according to plan on Friday against Detroit Mercy. Take us back through last week. Well, the big disappointment besides losing to Detroit is it put us in a situation where, you know, we, for us to finish fourth now, we're going to need some help. Um, and the I think the... The only scenario that we could finish fourth the way I look at it, and again, I'm not an expert, so I might be wrong, is that if we win both games this week and Northern Kentucky loses both. So if we win Thursday and Northern Kentucky, Detroit beats Northern Kentucky Thursday, then our game on Friday or on Saturday would be for fourth place. And the sad part of that is that the loser would be fifth and we would turn around and play Northern Kentucky again in the tournament on the following Thursday um, with the winner getting the home court so if we were to if we were to win both and Northern Kentucky loses both then we would probably play Northern Kentucky uh, at Oakland back to back in you know, the last game of the season and the opening game of the tournament um, that's not always the greatest situation I don't think they would want that I know we don't want that but it is what it is. I'd rather do it that way than play them back-to-back and the second one be at Northern Kentucky. So, right. which could, if they win on Saturday, I would think that we would, we're locked. If if we beat Wright State on Thursday night and uh, Robert Morris loses to Youngstown on Tuesday, I don't, the way I read it is we're locked into fifth place. We could still be fourth, but we can't be any worse than fifth. Um, but there are scenarios like maybe a 2% chance scenario where we could fall all the way to the ninth and be on the road uh, playing at Fort Wayne maybe on the eighth. You know, Well, I don't think so. I don't, Fort Wayne beat us twice. So if there's a four-way, five-way tie for fifth, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, yeah, five-way tie for fifth, I know that we, I think Fort Wayne would get fifth because uh, maybe not. Maybe Detroit would get fifth. I don't know. Uh, but I know we would fall to ninth because we're 0-2 against Fort Wayne. Well, I like to deal with this camp Thursday. Beat Wright State. The worst you can be is fifth. Correct. Uh, well, unless 
Robert Morris wins out. If Robert Morris wins out and we lose on Saturday, we would tie with Robert Morris, and then they would have the tiebreaker because they beat Youngstown. See, we, oh, that's right. I forgot six. that they beat Youngstown. They beat Youngstown, so they would have the tiebreaker, so we would end up sixth, which I don't. To me, it, fifth or sixth doesn't matter. Fifth, sixth, seventh doesn't matter. Uh, I, I don't want to be eighth or ninth, but fifth, sixth, or seventh does not matter. We would get a home game or a bye. Um, and uh, if you can't win a home game, you know. You weren't going to win it anyway, right? right? Shouldn't, be, shouldn't be in there. So fifth, sixth, or seventh, uh, you know, I would take. I would really like fourth, uh, but I think we screwed that up Friday night. But give, give Detroit credit. Um, they were hungry, yeah. Yeah, they played very hard. They played very well, and Antoine had a tremendous game. The shot he banked in with three guys hanging on him kind of just showed what the night was going to be. He traveled. They didn't call it. He threw it up there. It banked and went in. And, you know, Rocket banked a shot in at their place when we beat them. So, uh, you know, they could say the same thing. That was our night there. The, unfortunately, it doesn't thank you. Just got something to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Not No alcohol. No eight-mile vodka. No eight-mile vodka tonight? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, Damn. <laughs> um, I was banking on that. So, uh, you know, it, 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 the problem with, you know, I think, I think I misspoke last week. I think we're now 17-4, and four, not 18-4 and four against them since we've joined the league. You know, that, that's something to be proud of, except that the, we're 0-1 in the last and, one. And that's, that's the way rivalries work, right? right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it eats, it'll eat at me until I think uh, there's a chance if, that we could be opening with Detroit next year at Detroit in league play from, from some of the different schedules I've seen. That nothing's official. Who knows what's going to happen? But if one of those came, if that came through that way, you know, that's probably the first weekend in December or the last week in November. That's a long time to sit in without, without, you know, knowing that we've lost to them. So that, that hurts. No, and I know, and I know what you put into it and everything like that. So certainly that, that does stink. But again, as we were just talking about, that's nature of, of rivalries. When, you, when you're 0-1 in the last one, it sucks like yep. that's just yep. that's just the way that it is so they played good though i mean and it wasn't just antoine uh anderson hit you know i mean he was wide open but he made them and we didn't we what angers me about it and anger is a good word is that i thought they played harder than we did and that's that would be the first time that's ever happened in the 21 games of this uh, rivalry, the Metro Series, or whatever it's caused, and give them credit for that. But it also, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, uh, Gerald Liddell, I thought too. People kind of slept on him. He had 18 rebounds in the game, uh, 13 points, and yeah, but he's gotten healthy. You know, yeah. he 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 opened up at Detroit playing that way, and then he hurt his back, and I think he's getting back healthy. And obviously, he's a very very. I mean, he's as good a post player as there is in our league. And you put him and Antoine together, and they got some. Uh, uh, I forget number twenty-one's name, but AJ Oliver, Oliver, yeah. and and Anderson making shots the way they're making them. That they're going to be hard out. They're peaking at a very, very good time. Yeah, they have the elements of a team you don't want to face. You know, a guy that can fill it up. And as you talked about the elements that they have, but you know, it is what it is. And, and the Golden Grizzlies move on to this week, and everything's out in front still. It is the nature. 
it is the nature of February. Uh, Wednesday night got a win over IUPUI. Uh, certainly was you know a, a bit of a back and forth game, uh, but in the end, you guys got the win Wednesday. Yeah, they're playing good. I mean, the, they don't they don't look like a real good team out there, um, and they've had a real struggle. They're one in one in fifteen or seventeen or whatever they are. But the guy's done a good job coaching. They've he's kept them together when they could have fallen apart, and they believe they can win. And and they surely you know they should have beaten us when we played them at their place. And they came in here thinking they could win, and they played a great game. I mean, I thought we didn't play very well. We scored eighty five points, but. You know, defensively, has been we've been really, really poor defensively the last four or five games. And, uh, you know, analytically, we looked at it over the last three days, why, why? And, uh, but the question really isn't those numbers. The question is, sure, our, our, you know, one of the things that's really hurt us in the last few weeks is our transition defense, which I don't know if you guys pay attention to that or not, but. Uh, the analytics show that if you make, you know, it's one of the reasons we don't put people on the free throw line. If, if you make them play against five guys, the chances of them scoring statistically go way down. And if you can score within the first six to eight seconds of the shot clock, if, if you take every team in the country, the 360 teams, probably 330 of those 360 teams, their best ratings efficiency rating efficiency of offense is in the first eight to ten seconds of the shot clock that's the easiest time to score because defenses aren't set okay well for the season we've been at about 1.06 per possession which is really good in transition defense i mean really good top third in the country probably in the last six games we've gone from 1.06 to 1.42 1.42 sucks Wow. Yeah. It's really bad. It's a big number. It's not it's not bad. It's really bad. Yeah. And so we've gone from that to one point four two. Now, of all the of all the statistics, the analytics out there of do you play guys too many minutes, do you play, you know, are guys getting hurt because they played too many minutes? Are you tired or whatever? And my answer is always no to that. You know, you know how, what I've said last week, and yeah. you know how I feel. That is one statistic that analytically would prove the peoples who are coming at me with that. Now, you, you throw that at me, and I've got to look at that and say, hmm, why is this happening? Um, part of the reason I think it's happened is because we've de-emphasized it in practice because we've, we've shortened our practices and don't do a lot in practice because of our injuries. Uh, we, we had one day to prep for Detroit, and four starters didn't dress for that practice. Jalen Moore, who's, who, who late in the IUPUI game re-aggravated his ankle. Trey Townsend, who has a bone spur on his foot that he can't do anything about. He's got to finish the season with it. Uh, Lampman has the torn meniscus that's going to have surgery after the last game. And uh, Rocket Rots, Watts was in concussion protocol. So four of our five starters did not practice before the game. That's going to have a – you have practice for a reason, right? I mean, that's going to have a say into how you play. And, but if you look at that number, that 1.42, that's, that's alarming, frightening. And uh, the next two days, we're going we're gonna to have – we gave, I gave them three days off. 
which you don't usually do at this time of the year. I gave them three days off, Saturday, Sunday, today. We're going to go tomorrow, and we're going to have a practice like it's October. We're going to have a real practice, and, and the two points of emphasis are going to be rebounding and uh, transition defense. So what was the question? I, I just kept talking. I don't even remember what the question was. There wasn't a question yet. We haven't gotten to that part of the show. That, come, that comes up at about uh, Why did I talk so long on that? What, 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 what did just, you say to get being, me going? You're, you're just being on brand. Like uh-huh. that, you know, like All right. nothing. Uh, we, we were just doing it. Did uh, everybody asleep or did yeah. you get you back awake? <laughs> no. 1.42 sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, that, is the moral, <laughs> that is the moral of the story. Um, Camp, is it a situation, too, where I know he doesn't get, you know, tons of credit for it, but, you know, missing Rocket. We've talked about oh. it, too. You know, I mean, the, the, the on-ball defender, the man-to-man defender that, that gives you the ability to kind of change things up. I, I, I don't think that – I mean, we talked about it, but I don't think maybe that he gets the credit he deserves on the defensive side of the ball sometimes. There's absolutely no question. I mean, um, you know, well, you saw what he did to Antoine the first time we played. And a lot of it has to do with the zone and all that, but late in the game, late in the shot clock – you know, Rocket locked him up. And Rocket, Rocket's done that to everybody, you know. That's how he got the concussion. He got in the, in the counter and, you know, hit his head on a ball screen. Um, it, it, sure, it does. But we, we've been bugged since Kendrick Nunn was here with the injury bug year after year after year. And at some point, you got to quit making excuses, you know. And I hate excuses. And it, it doesn't matter the shirt says Oakland on it, and there's players out there, and it's 1.42. Would it be better if he played? Sure. I mean, he, he, played, he missed Milwaukee, Green Bay. He played 34 minutes against IUPUI, and then he didn't play again, and he probably isn't going to play this week. So uh, that hurts us. But, and it, what hurts our depth is what it really hurts us. You know, he and we lost Mike, Micah, and we replaced him with Keaton and Rocket and Lauren. We lost Jamal and Micah and replaced with those three. Well, Lauren's physically has not been able to play. Uh, ankle injury, back injury, you know, he just one injury after another. And then Rocket has missed a lot of games too. So you're looking at the base of this recruiting class that was going to help us this year. It's really stymied our progress. And, and that has more to do with those defensive numbers probably than we're willing to admit. But it is what it is, you know. Milwaukee lost Marquise Browning uh, to a very serious ankle injury. And they, at the point that he got hurt, they were the best team in the league. Now they're talking about them finishing fourth or fifth. I don't think they can finish fifth, but they could surely finish fourth. And all because a very good player on their team you know, at our level, you can't consistently lose kids like that. And, and last year was the perfect example of Jalen Moore. You know, he he got knocked to the ground at Northern Kentucky, landed on his wrist and tore ligaments in his shooting wrist. Had nothing to do with how many minutes he played, how tired he was, what's wrong. He, he got knocked to the ground, landed on his wrist, and we were a different team from that point on. It's... It happens at our level. It happens at every level, but I don't have McDonald's All-Americans sitting on the bench to come in and get an opportunity. And that's where, if you want to point a finger and say what's wrong, 
you got to point a finger at. I got to do a better job of getting the team deeper and having more options to go to when things like this happen. And I just have to, and I've got to, you know, we've got to use the transfer portal to do that because it's not, it's not going to happen with freshmen. It's not going to happen with first-year re- recruits. Yeah, those and days gonna, are over. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later in the program on, you know, recruiting and what what the philosophy of recruiting is now. Um, it can't be what it's been, and the last four or five years have shown that. You know, Kendrick Nunn's last year we had four guys out for the year, but they were out for the year, and you could do some things. This year they're out for a week, back out for two games, back. You know, and and it's been. It's been very frustrating, I'll admit that. But, it, it, again, please don't look at that as an excuse. We are who we are. We're going into the tournament with great optimism. Um, and it, I know one thing, there's nine teams that can win that tournament, and we're one of those nine teams. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Director of Operations for the Golden Grizzlies, Colin Shannon. The Great Campy Show is brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more info, visit henryford.com backslash athletes. We will be right back. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, and this is the Greg Campy Show. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency, LLC of Mimic Insurance. They cater to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, 
The move is simple. Go online to pinoinsurance.com. That's P-I-N-O insurance.com today. Big thanks to Greg Hessen back in our 1270 The Bet Studios. And right now, as promised, we're joined by the Director of Operations for the Golden Grizzlies. He is Colin Shannon. And, Colin, appreciate you you know, jumping on the microphone here. There's a ton of stuff that people like to know about that yep. goes on behind the scenes that – and some funny stories and things like that, certainly, that we'll get into. Uh, thanks for coming in on a holiday, man. You get time and a half for this? I got to talk to Coach Campy about that. Uh, I was a last-minute sub here, too, so I think maybe two times. Uh, maybe double time, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly get into all of that. But, Colin, um, and, and you and I did a podcast about this on the Bear in Mind podcast, and there were a couple of points that I did want to talk about uh, with you as well. But we don't just – show up in Boise you know like <laughs> you know yeah. we don't just say hey get some tickets let's go to Boise and, and play a game uh that that process man you got what 22 of us I don't even know how many you do 23 that, 23 okay see, see there you go um where do you start okay the Golden Grizzlies are playing a game at Boise State where does it go from there see that's a good question because when I got the job seven months ago I had no idea either and that's the biggest thing is that <laughs> the first year is hard because I'm learning everything. And so I'm lucky because our two, two operations persons go, Sarah Judd and our last operations person, DJ Mosini, helped me out a ton where I, every time I have a question, I call them, and they always pick up the phone. They don't say, oh, Colin, hang up. I don't want to hear it. Like I do when yep. you call me. Yeah, Exactly. So it's everything, trying to get flights, hotel rooms, picking the restaurants. You have to pick the restaurants weeks in advance. You can't wait the night before. You're not going to be able to eat. And so, which, which, to be fair, Colin, that it, and sometimes I room with you on the road. Guys, it's wild. You figure you got 23 people. Like, people would, would fall all over themselves to get a party of 23 at a restaurant. It's not the case. Like, for, for real, Colin, I see the struggle, man. I see the angst in your face. You call them the night before. You call them the day of. Are we still good to go here? <laughs> it's true. I can't believe it. That's why Olive Garden is now my favorite restaurant of all time because they're the only restaurant that never lets me down. <laughs> Every other restaurant is always letting me down. Say, oh, we can't take you. Sorry, this thing changed. Olive Garden never does that. So that's my favorite restaurant now. And, and here's the other part of it, too. 23 people, 23 different people. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that the, the food that people like to eat, the players, obviously. Nutrition comes into play. We got a game the next day. They need the proper amount of carbs. They need all of this. It, it is a high wire act, man, to see you do this. Yeah. I'm learning to, uh, to take the lumps if someone's not happy with a meal. Because you'll never make everybody happy, and then you make someone happy once, and then they change their mind. So you just got to do the best you can, and people aren't happy with the food. Say, sorry, we'll do better next time. <laughs> Talk about Colin Shannon here, the director of operations for the Golden Grizzlies, just how we get all around the country. But, but it, there, there is a home game angle to it, too. Yeah. You know, what about with, what's your involvement with, with the other team and stuff like that, like visiting teams, say Wright State that's coming in this Thursday? What's your involvement with them? So I'm corresponding with their director of operations all week, weeks in advance, getting them gym times, uh, communicating what jerseys we're wearing, helping them with uh, post-game meals. Everything they could possibly need, they come to me and I help them with that. Yeah, and that kind of is reciprocated yep, as, you go, help me. Yep. as you go around the league. Um, obviously, we played a tournament in the Bahamas this year. And I remember what I was like in college. Heck, I even know what I am like now. 23 people who all need passports. Yep. And, and, like, you have to have all of this handled beforehand. College students, uh, responsible. The day of, they have to have the passports going to the airport. You're going to a foreign country. Have to have it if you want to get in. 
What, what does it take to get 23 people into another country? It was nuts. And it was my first ever uh, overnight trip at yes. Adobo was uh, the trip to the Bahamas. And I'll give you a story where I was running our camp in June for our kids' camp, and I had been trying to contact the Kenyan embassy so I could talk to them about one of our players, Joel Dang, who is, not a, is from Kenya, about how do I get a passport for him so he can go to the Bahamas. And they weren't responding. And then mid-camp, I got a call that says Kenya on it. It's like, oh, my gosh. And so I throw a manager out there and say, the Kenya Embassy's calling me. You're in charge now. And then later, he said, that was the weirdest thing you ever said to me. <laughs> so how, tell me, what's that conversation like with the Kenyan Embassy? Well, they say, why are you calling me? Why not the Kenyan citizen? I was like, well, what's a basketball team? And so, but uh, they told him they basically had to drive to Washington, D.C. to get his uh, passport. So that was a little tough. Um, but passports, everything we had. Another player who had lost his ID, and so he's using his passport his ID, and his passport went through the washing machine. And so I had to call someone who was like, hey, this is how beat up the passport is. Is this okay to go? And they're like, ah, okay, we'll let it pass. <laughs> and so I was just praying when we got there that the, fl the flight attendant at the charter plane wasn't like, uh, sorry, sir, he can't come. <laughs> because that's up in the air, yep. right? Because she didn't respond. But these are the things, though, man. This is what's wild to me because I never think about it. All I do, Colin, here's what I do. I follow the person in front of me, right? Like we get off the plane. That's I look what for, I used to do. Yeah, I look for the tallest guy. I follow him. <laughs> and then he's following somebody else who's following you that takes oh. us downstairs to the luggage claim, then takes us out to the bus and, and all that kind of stuff. I literally had no idea what goes into any of this. Yep. Contrary to popular belief, I've also never been to the Bahamas airport, so I had no idea where we were going until we landed there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that is what's uh, – that is what's wild about it. Talking with Colin Shannon here, the director of operations on the Greg Campy Show. Uh, coming up about six minutes from now, get your questions in with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. We will get to those. We've had some of those come in as well. But, I, Colin, what about the, the other stuff, too, uh, maybe that is in front of mind with people? Equipment, gear, jerseys, uniform, uniforms. That's always a fun one, right? Yeah, I mean, because uniforms are so many different steps to it. It's ordering them from Nike. It's getting the names and the numbers put on there. And then, um, I'll give you an example for this one. Lauren Bowman, I got all the jerseys done. And uh, well, it's called, I was talking to Lauren's dad. And he was like, so uh, you got Lauren's jersey finished? I was like, yeah. He was like, you put the third on there, right? I was like, no. What, you want the third on it? I was like, yeah, of course. He's got to have the third. And so we're playing in a week. And so <laughs> I drove it up to the place, and they put three on the back there. So you have it the last second. Um, but be like stuff like that I wasn't even thinking about like, right. oh, someone needs to have a third because Trey Townsend's the third, but he didn't have third on it. And so just all those, like, little things that I never even thought about until now. All right, this job, obviously, it's a massive undertaking, as we're talked about. What's, what's one thing that's probably a little easier than you thought it was going to be? Now, this is going to sound like I'm sucking up, but I would say working for Coach Campy has been easier than when I look oh, at – Oh, come on. Okay, when, I, when, I, I was giving, when I hear these other directors' operations – the hotel messes something up, and they say their head coaches lights into them, and they're mad at them for like a week. Where Coach Camp, he's, uh, he's pretty easy to work for and when it comes to that uh, stance. Like uh, our associate coach, Jeff Smith, always tells me that the head coaches that he worked for, that uh, when, he was, when he was younger and he had to do what I had to do, he said they would be lighting me up for this, Colin. <laughs> Jay Smith would have gotten all over me. <laughs> So I'm lucky I have Greg Campy. You kind of sound like him a little bit when you, when you, when you do that one. Uh, on the flip side of that coin, what, what is tougher than you thought it would be, other than the restaurant thing? So what I've learned is, is that you cannot assume anything. Every time I assume something, that's when they get me. That's when I get screwed. And so 
if I double check everything now, and that's not something I would have thought I needed to do. I'll give you an example. So we, last game, the game got stopped because something was wrong with the ball the other day. Yeah. And so the, what happened was the ball did not have enough air in it. And so I turned around, I looked at the managers, I said, hey, did you guys, you guys check the ball? And they're like, no, were we supposed to? And so when I was a freshman manager, I didn't know what was going on, and I grabbed the game ball from where we keep it, and I went over to the ref and said, hey, like, show him the game ball to inspect it. And he looked at me like I was crazy, like, what are you doing? He's like, show it to one of your players or something. No, show it to me. And so from then on, I would go give the ball to whoever our best player was, say, is this good? Sharon Dorsey Walker, Jalen Moore, Xavier Homes. And so I just got moved up, and I didn't even think about it anymore until we play a game, and Jalen Moore goes, this ball is flat. And then I'm like, oh, no. And I turned back. I was like, did you guys ask him? I was like, what? What are you talking about? Are we supposed yeah. to do that? I was like, and so I assumed something, and it right. got me. And it got you. No, I <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, talk about Colin Shannon here, director of operations for the Golden Grizzlies. All right, so now you got you just about got a year under your belt. Uh, schedules are pretty – next year's schedule pretty much finished for the most part, right? Yeah, we still got a lot. It's still fluid. But it's still yeah. – yeah, it's always fluid, but, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. uh, pretty much done. How what, – what's the what's – the, length out where you start dealing with that once the dates fully get firmed up and that's why like when you say it's still fluid dates are still up in the air arena availability all that kind of stuff once i would assume once you get those dates is that when you start locking things down yeah that's my goal because i last year i did it because i didn't get the job till july i started in july and i feel like that's not enough time so mm-hmm. i want to do it as soon as our season's end and i have the dates i want to start booking those hotels uh because that means it gives me time to do other things when it's uh, in the fall. And so I'm not just scrambling like I what it was this year. Uh, lastly, Colin, before we let you go, uh, my favorite Colin story, uh, being on hold with Delta. Oh, about, uh, that was the Boise trip, right? Yeah. About the Delta tickets to Boise. Yep. Tell the people over the course of two days, how many hours were you on hold with Delta Airlines? I was on hold for 15 hours. And I was uh, one, time, one day, the second time I had to call them, I was talking to them. I was on hold for four hours. And I get to a person, and they say, oh, you have to call this person. So I dialed a different number, and I got there. I waited for about two hours, and they said, oh, really? They told you to call me? That's not right. You actually have to call this person. I almost broke. Like, I was like, on the verge of tears. I was like, please, just help me. <laughs> like, sorry, sir, I can't do anything. I was like, can you directly transfer me? No, you're out there wait again. And I just, it was like 9 p.m. at night, and they had, like, our deposit. And they, if I didn't get that in by the time, they are going to take our deposit. And so... I laid my head on my desk and just listened to that music go around, go over and over again. It almost broke me. Uh, but, hey, to quote Elton John, you're still standing, right? Still standing. All right, there you go. <laughs> Colin, appreciate the time, my friend. Always enjoy Thank chopping you. it appreciate up with you. you got great stories, man. Thank stories you. for days. Get up for Colin <laughs> Shannon, everybody. Director of Athletics for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. When we come back, it's Ask Campy time. Get those, question, get those questions to us on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. This is the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. 
When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Grey Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you all with us. And remember, tonight's Greg Campy Show is brought to you in part by farmer-owned Prairie Farms, dedicated farmers, happy cows, real milk, drink local with Prairie Farms. Your favorite kind of cows, Camps, happy cows. I still don't get that. I, how do they know if a cow's happy or sad, and how do they know that the milk is worse if, it's, if he's sad? I'm, they do clinical studies, I'm sure. They so do a poll. They analytically. Yeah. I'm sure they do a poll, too. Are you so, happy? So on the days that the cows, is the milk like 1.42 worse? Yes. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what the numbers are. I get it. Yeah. Theirs are reversed. <laughs> like, you know, the, the higher the number, obviously, the better the, better the milk is. Uh, it's cool to talk to Colin Shannon, director of ops for Oakland. Backing up to that basketball situation, we had the flat ball. Right away when it happened, my mind went back. We were playing at what? Illinois, right? We, yes. had, we were playing with a women's size basketball. Yeah, and the players kept, every time out, they kept coming over bitching, there's something wrong with the ball. But and, we were winning. And we were winning, and, and I said, well, they're playing with the same ball you are, so, you know, and Bruce Weber was the coach at Illinois, and he said, he told me afterwards, he, he had used the exact same line during the timeout. They're playing with the exact same ball you are, and they're beating us. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then finally, somehow the referee determined that it was a woman's ball because I guess the Illinois women had practiced in the in the arena right before the game and so somehow the ball the game ball had was taken off their women's rack and put on the scores table and we warmed up with men's balls but the referee came over and took that game ball and uh, I tr I fought real hard to keep it in there you know we were winning uh, so we got to at least finish the half with it you can't change it but I lost that battle Seems like I've been losing most of the referee battles. Like when Antoine took seven steps out of a triple team and banked it in, um, they just they just kind of laughed at it, you know. And uh, that was a huge turning point of the game too. It was a two-point game. He banked that in to go up five. We missed. They came down, made another three to go up eight. And next thing you know, it was thirteen. Um, but they did tell me that, you know, Jalen walked on the last play of the half when he made that layup, and he did. Um, and so they evened it out. 
Yeah, um, you know it was tough too, Camp. You and I kind of sit at like the same angle view of the basket when it left his hand. Did you know like I did that that was going in? I didn't see it because okay. I was screaming at the blind guy there. No, I was screaming at the official. I can't yes. say something. I'm going to get in trouble. I was screaming at the official travel, you know, and I think he didn't want to call it because he thought it was going to be a shot clock violation or it was just going to, you know, a shot that goes up and doesn't even hit the rim and the horn goes off and, and we get the ball. And I think he just – and then it went in. It banked in, right? It banked in. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, you ready for the Ask Campy segment of the show? Sure. All right. We got one here from Tony Paul, who's actually in the building right there, raises his hand. Uh, will Greg buy me a Diet Coke if I show up? Hashtag yeah. Ask Campy. Did you? And I did. And I bought his French fries too. There, so I, right. I, did, I, did, I didn't think he was going to, you know – Squeeze me like he's squeezing me, but uh, well, that's him. I suppose another two fifty is okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Pittsburgh Marty, uh, appreciate you tapping into the show, Pittsburgh Marty. Uh, he says I'll switch gears from my usual strategy operations questions. Uh, this is kind of a two-parter here. First off, describe what you see to be the future of mid-major leagues like the Horizon League. I don't think any of us can do that until. The next round of talks come with CBS or whatever network purchases the NCAA tournament. I think when that next round comes, that will be determined mid-major basketball. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to change. You know, we talked about earlier that one of the reasons that there aren't quarters in college basketball like the women have and every other Every other entity that plays basketball plays four quarters. We play two halves. And the reason for that is because of the NCAA tournament contract runs for, I think, until 31 or 32. Yeah, still got a while, yeah. And um, they need media timeouts. And you lose media timeouts if you go to quarters. So, you know, we've got four media timeouts each quarter. And in the NCAA tournament, you think that it, they're long. You ever gone to a live pro football game? How long are those timeouts? You don't realize it when you're laying on the couch, right? Because you pet the dog, you go to the bathroom, you Check get a drink. Your phone, yeah. yeah, you look at your Twitter or whatever. And then the game's on again. Or you watch Red Zone where there are no commercials. <laughs> there are no commercials, right? right. But I went to two pro football games this year, and I was just amazed at how long those timeouts are. Well, in, in the NCAA tournament, and Somebody might say, how do you know you haven't been there in a while? And they're right. Um, the, the timeouts are just ungodly. I got the first in 2005, we, we went into halftime, and our halftime's normally, you know, a 10-minute period or 15-minute period, all right? And at the NCAA tournament, it was a 20-minute period. So we're, we're, we're getting our butt kicked by North Carolina, and I go out, and I, I, you, I'm used to 15 minutes, so I got five. What else am I going to say? So I go out, and I sit on the bench. And I guess uh, Jim Nance and uh, Billy Packard, I think it was at the time, were like, you know, because it was North Carolina, we had the A team, uh, you know. Yeah. We're like, oh, I guess he's given up. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, and uh, – Oh, I hadn't given up. I just have wasn't. I mean, there's only so much you can say. You're playing North Carolina. 
you know. Four yeah. of the top 12 picks in that draft that yeah. year, too. Four of the top 12. But I guess I'm getting off subject like normal. But the point is, is that those timeouts are so long. And uh, they have that's because of the commercials. So they're not going to change that. So we're not going to quarters until the new contract comes out and they re negotiate what the monies and all that stuff is. And then who do they want in that tournament? Do they still want mid-majors? I, I, I told you the story a month or so ago about Illinois and they didn't want to schedule because or he's been told you can only schedule through next year and we got the game, but we can only schedule through next year because after that we don't know, you know, with, with uh, UCLA and, and or, uh USC coming into the league, we don't know how many games we're going to play. We don't know. We may go no mid-major games. We may go head-to-head -head series with all the different conferences. So, you know, uh, who's the coach at Illinois? I can't think of his name. Come on, help me. Come. Huh? Underwood. Underwood. Oh, so Brad, Brad, Brad says to me, my good friend Brad, who I can't remember his name, says to me, <laughs> uh, we'll play you, but I don't know if we'll ever be able to play you again. And – uh, I've talked to some other coaches, and they say, yeah, we, especially Big Ten coaches don't really know what route they're going. We could end up losing the Michigan State stuff because of that, because they got to play the Champions Classic. they got to play the ACC. Oh, the, the ACC Challenge went away this next year. There is no Big Ten ACC Challenge. So who knows what's going to happen with the amount of games. Let's say the Big Ten goes from 20 games to 24 games. That means they only have seven non-league games. They're going to play most of those at home, and one's going to be a challenge. One's going to be the, uh, you know, Big East challenge, the Gavit games, the, the the Champions Classic, and all of a sudden, well, we can't play anymore. And so we really don't know what's going to happen to mid-major basketball until the, the, the stuff gets settled. And the biggest thing to get settled is the next NCAA tournament contract. Is there going to be 90 teams? Is it going to go to 90 teams? And if it does, what's that? How's that going to affect the schedule? Are they going to push everything back a week? How are they going to do that? All that will determine. We will be the fallout. Who will we play? Will we have our own tournament? Will we, you know, which would be a disaster and sad day if that happens. But it could. There's a lot of things that could happen, and it could all stay the same because they're making billions of dollars right now. So. Yeah, but, I mean, the nature of the beast, right, you can always squeeze more, right? That's, you know, that seems to be the way that it's how can we squeeze more money out of it. Yeah, that would be just a sad, sad day. Well, usually the way to get more money is to get rid of the, 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 the bottom tier. So. Uh, part number two of Pittsburgh Marty's question, how can mid-major leagues like ours survive with more limited revenue streams, i.e., you know, teams without football, et cetera, to continue to offer a great experience? Well, one of the – as a football player, this is a very difficult thing to say because I love the game, is one of the things that we're fortunate is we don't have football because of the drain of the money that football puts on program on schools in our in our our league is a non-football league and it, we're in a really good league with really good teams and really good coaches and great cities with great competition i mean look at the competition this year there's, there's nine teams that could win the thing it's every night that you pay a ticket to go you're going to get entertained you're going to see really good basketball and that's what makes this so much fun and so you if you were to add football to it with the limited amount of money that we have unless your football program made a lot of money, 
you know, you're going to drain the resources on all our other programs. So we're fortunate that we don't. Now, there are schools like ours, like a Valparaiso, who was in our league, had football, uh, but it's Division three football. Three, right. So basically, Division three football programs help universities because you had 125 students that are paying their way. Right. And so it's it's a it's a resource for you know like I'll take Hillsdale College. It's it's you know a really really good institution here in the state of Michigan. The basketball coach there is a very close friend of mine. Do you know his name? John Tharp. Okay, there you go. And uh, I'm surprised I did remember it that quick. <laughs> so, anyways, out of the 1,100 students that go to Hillsdale, I don't know if this number is correct, but I know at one time it was correct. Over 700 of them were athletes. So, in, you know, in all their sports, they, it's a private institution. They had 1,100 students and 700 of them. Were, they had like 24 sports. Now, that was when we were in their league 30 years ago. So I don't know how that's changed now. But, you know, that's what a football program can help universities at a place like ours. It, it would drain revenue. And, again, I'm a big football guy, but I'm also glad that we're in the situation we're in. Um, here's one that just came in too from uh, Jimmy Kennedy, our producer, who's actually out here at the, out here today at RJ's Pub. Says, "Question: Hashtag Ask Campy. Do you think the Horizon League will expand back to 12 teams in the near future? If so, who would you like to see join the league?" Well, I, I think, I think it will. Um, I have no inside information. I know that scheduling with 11 is very difficult. Um, I think, in this day and age, strength in numbers. Um, because you don't know who you're going to lose. And so I do think it'll go to 12. Me, personally, I'd like to see it be Grand Valley. You know, I, I'd like to see another Michigan team in there. I know they're flirting with going Division I. Um, that would just be my personal opinion. I don't think you're going to see, you know, I think there are teams in the Ohio Valley that might look to leave, um, but I don't know that. That's just... You know, I, I'm just being a fan looking yeah, at it. Yeah, like you are. Yeah. You know, don't know anything, but I got the mic, so I'm going to talk. Right. All right. So just like you. Absolutely. Um, last one here, Camp, uh, before we cut out for the final break. Uh, this comes from Rob's Twitter by way of somebody else that was in the crowd here tonight. Camp, how do you recruit when you don't know who's going to enter the transfer portal? Yeah, and we were talking pre-show about this, and I said let's talk about it on air because I think it's important. Um, the, the recruiting, and, and you're, you're talking to a guy who's frustrated right now with the injury bug and depth and, and having, you know, every year you've got to sit there, did we win the transfer portal or did we lose it? Well, we thought we won it, but maybe we didn't. You know, we lost a great player. Uh, when Michael left, we added the three kids that we thought we added. We thought we had a, a, a positive ending to that. Uh, the way it's gone, uh, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, we're not where I thought we should be uh, playing for fourth and fifth place. I thought we should be playing for a championship right now. We're not. Uh, but the most important championship still out those out there. So we, you know. But when the season's over, there's going to be, at every institution, there's going to be coach, coaches, players meeting, and there's going to be a plethora, how about that word? No oh, man. Of young men that are going to go into the transfer portal. And there will be players from Oakland University that go into the transfer portal. 
It, that's just the way it's going to be. I am no longer in a situation where I'm begging people to stay or I'm no longer in a situation where I've given you a scholarship. And that means it's for four years. It, it's a yearly thing. We're going to evaluate you, and, and you may not be here next year. Um, just as you may come to me and say you're not going to be here next year. It's now become everybody wanted this for the student-athlete, but I think in the long run they're going to find out this ain't great for the student-athlete because coaches are going to look at young men that normally we would wait and see if they develop. Nope, you've got to move on. And, and that's not a good thing, but it's the way of the world right now. It's business on both sides. Right. Right. So I have, right now we have no scholarships available. Uh, we had one, and, and, and Andre Polk committed to us, signed to us. We're out on the road recruiting. Jeff Smith's been at one practice in the last week. I mean, he's, he's on the road. Um, I saw a junior college game Saturday. Tony Jones was at the same game I was. Uh, Mike Covington was at the same game I was because there's a young man there we want badly. Um, we're, we're casting a net. We're not offering anybody right now. Um, oh, that's not true. We, we've offered a couple kids that we knew weren't going to say yes right now because they're being highly recruited. And nobody's, no school's really out there pushing to get kids right now because we don't know who's in the transfer portal. That could, everything can change. Look at Youngstown. Youngstown got solidified on their team this year by a player who didn't even start last year at Northern Kentucky. He was a non-starter at Northern Kentucky, went in the transfer portal, went to Youngstown, and he's going to be an all-league player. And so as those things happen and you see a Youngstown go from a not a very good, you know, Jared's done an unbelievable job. He's got them winning games, but I think they finished sixth last year maybe, okay? And now they're the best team in the league, and they did it with Cohill was there last year, but a transfer from Dayton. They got a transfer from Farling Dickinson. They got a transfer from Northern Kentucky, and they got a transfer from uh, school in Buffalo, Canisius. And they're the oldest team in our league. Their average start age of their starting lineup is 24 years old. That's pros. We're playing against pros. And that's now that they have success, and you keep reading about all these teams that look at Maryland. You know, Maryland – fired their coach and was at the bottom of the Big Ten, and all of a sudden they're going to be in the tournament, and, he, and they got three transfers that have turned it around. So that's really, I think, what we're going to do as coaches across the country. So there's nothing you can do until the portal opens up and you see who's in there. People are going to get screwed are the high school kids. We're, we're not recruiting high school kids. Why would we? We go out and recruit them. We redshirt them. They're going to be mad about that. They play a little bit. Everybody around is going to say, you're better in Oakland. You should be at Michigan State. Go in the portal. I want kids like Youngstown's got, kids in the last stand, a little bit older. And that's just the way it's going to be until things change. All right, Cap, we, we got one more. I'm actually going to go to the break right Hold now. Hold on. Did I answer your question? Yeah. That... Call, yeah, call, all right. <laughs> so we threw a net out there. We're, we're, we, we, we're in on 25 kids. Once we, the portal opens and once we know what's going to happen to our team, then we'll go forward. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We got one more that just came in three minutes ago, so we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that one in just a second. We'll somebody be here or somebody? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they got the uh, the non-picture profile there, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll be back with more of the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. 
whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. the show here the greg campy show live at rj's pub in rochester hills he's the coach greg campy my name is neil rule the greg campy show brought to you by henry ford sports medicine the official team physicians for oakland university and you for more info visit henryford.com backslash athletes camp we got one more uh ask campy that came in under the gun it comes from zach casey it says hashtag ask campy any thoughts to switching the defense to man-to-man instead of the zone based on those defensive results that you were talking about yeah, I mean, you analyze everything you do, and, and, you know, we have to understand that I'm, you know, people say, oh, they play zone, right? Well, we've only been doing it for three years, and I've been here for 39, so it's not like, you know, I'm married to that or anything. I want to do what's best for our team to win games. We, from an analytic standpoint, we looked at who we have, what we have, and how can we, you know, win games uh, when we're challenged with rebounding and we're challenged with lack of depth. And the zone is the best answer for that. And one of the things that the zone does for us is that we get to the free throw line, and you've heard me say this many times, we don't foul in the zone. And uh, way, way back, and the analytics have always proved this, if you make more free throws than your opponent shoot, you're usually going to be really successful. And we've done that. Um, you know, the rebounding has been something that's very hard to overcome. And when you talk about uh, your defense, you know, our first shot defense is really good. Now, now the transition defense in the last couple of weeks that I talked about, that's going to happen whether you're in man or zone. Transition defense is, you know, part of bad transition defense is bad offense. You turn right. the ball over, pick sixes, take bad shots that ricochet out, miss a lot of threes. You know, anybody doing that? Uh, 
Missing a lot of threes yeah. usually leads to transition because the, uh, long shots are long rebounds that, that get, especially corner shots, that get the ball moving towards your basket. So I don't think that has anything to do with man or zone. Our, we were really good defensively in January, and in February we've been not very good. Um, I don't know if that would change, but I know one thing, we don't foul and uh, our guys can play multiple minutes because they're not in foul trouble. And so will it change this year? No. And even if the answer was to change it, there's no way I'm a good enough coach in one week to play man-to-man defense at the level you've got to play it to win a, a conference tournament when you haven't practiced it all year. Well, speaking of that uh, final five minutes or final four minutes here of the show and this weekend camp final weekend of the regular season, the Barbasol Horizon League Men's Basketball Championship start next Tuesday. Wright State coming in Thursday, Northern Kentucky coming in Saturday. Love to see everybody out at the arena. Both games brought to you by Sarah Ford of Rochester Hills. Uh, you know, you talk about defense, right? State will put you to the test, right? Yeah, I mean, um, they're the best. Although Youngstown has the best offensive statistics in the league, I think Wright State's the best offensive team. That They've got great shooters. They've, they have a coach that knows offense, that coaches offense. Um, they, they are a team that I think can score the ball. They, they win by outscoring you. And if we don't defend, we're going to lose the basketball game. And we got a chance to beat them twice in the, in one year, and we haven't done that since uh, we won the championship in whatever year that was, five, six years ago. 17. Um, 17? Yep. So we haven't beaten them twice since that year. And, uh, uh, you know, this is this is a chance to do that. And we haven't beaten Northern Kentucky twice in the same year probably since that that same year. So this is a, an opportunity to – to you know get a good feel about ourselves going into the tournament it doesn't matter uh it matters because of where our seating's going to be um we could still get the home game um so we got to play for that uh on the antithesis of that on saturday as good as Wright state is offensively northern kentucky by pretty much any metric leading the horizon league defensively with what they do uh we were able to get out of there with a win uh, jay lamore was magnificent at the end of that basketball game what's it look like for saturday well, again, it's it's a zone, and because we don't shoot it well, we'll struggle against zone. And uh, Northern Kentucky, you know, as you said, is one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they play zone. Um, you know, so unfortunately for us, uh, we got to make some shots in that game. Um, if we don't, it, it's going to be a 55-45 to 45 game or something, and that, that's not going to be good for us. Uh, camp earlier today, uh, Austin, who's out here at the show, says, Camp, what, what, do you, what do you do to get the team going? And you're like, hey, got to make a shot. And, and you said it. You said, hey, we're, not, we're never going to be like this dead-eye, three-point shooting team and stuff like that. But obviously what's happened over the last two games, you know, I, I know you are what, you, what the box score says you are, but, but this team isn't, isn't that, right? I mean, two for 18, and then what was it, five for 25, or whatever that number was, that. I don't know, Neil. I, I don't really understand it. And we're we're 29 games into the season, and I think you are who you are, and we're a 30% shooting team from the three. Do we have guys? Could we have a night where we're 14 for 24? Yeah, because I got guys that can shoot it. They just haven't been. Right. And, uh, you know, I, it it's frustrating, but it is what it is. It's, and I hate saying that, but it's true. It, I mean, we are who we are, 30% from the three. And I got it. 
we're better off when we don't shoot them. You know, I, I think when we win, we shoot 16 to 18 threes a game. When we lose, we shoot 25 to 30. We've got to, Trey Townsend's got to get 20 shots. Chris Conway's got to get seven or eight shots. We have to do that in both these games if we have a chance to win. All right, appreciate everybody coming out. We will be back here for another episode of the Greg Campy Show, no matter what happens on Monday. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. For Greg Campy, Colin Shannon. My name is Neil Rule. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Well, see you later.